0: Primal Potential is about you. Your ability to change is not defined by yesterday and doesn't need to wait until tomorrow. Your transformation is now. Let's get started. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am Elizabeth Benton. I am really excited to share with you today a few changes that I have started making in my life My intentionality about these changes really just kicked into high gear a couple of days ago and I was writing about them in my journal and thought, I'm just going to share these on the podcast because why not? And I would love to invite you, strongly encourage you actually, to share with me if any of these changes resonate with you and if you're going to try them on and how I can help you or if you're working on something else. Another change you're working to create in your life, I would love to know what that is because my primary objective here with this podcast is to help you create your happiest, healthiest life, and I think I can do that better when I know you better. So as I say on the podcast all the time, please don't be a stranger. I would love to know what you are working on and how I can help if you have questions, if you have topics, that sort of thing, because this show is our show And I'm definitely looking forward to today's episode and your feedback on it. Before we dive into it, just a couple of quick housekeeping things. Tonight, so the day this episode airs will be Thursday, December 13th, 2018. Tonight, 8 p.m. Eastern on December the 13th. I am hosting a totally free live webinar for anyone and everyone who is interested in learning more about my 12 Weeks to Transformation program, what it is, how it works, what it's not, who it's for, who it's not for, all of that kind of stuff. But tonight's webinar is only for folks who are on the wait list. So it's not too late for you unless you're listening to this after December 13th, in which case shoot me an email and I would happily give you a replay. But if you want to join me live tonight, then get on the wait list, which you can join by going to the show notes page for today's episode. To get there, just go to primalpotential.com forward slash 544, primalpotential.com forward slash 544, and there will be a link for you to join the waitlist, which will allow you access to the live webinar this evening. Registration is going to open up to the waitlist for the Winter 12 Weeks to Transformation on the webinar tonight. Space is limited. You guys know that already. I limit the number of people who I will work with in any 12 week session because I want to make sure that. I can respond to every individual's needs, and I certainly can't do that if the number gets beyond my capacity uh, in terms of time. So if you are curious, if you want to know more, I would love for you to join me live. And the easiest way to do that, if it is prior to 8 p.m. on Thursday, December 13th, is to head over to the show notes, primalpotential.com forward slash 544, and hop on the wait list. If it's after that time, shoot me an email and I will hook you up. Or you can comment on the show notes page or direct message me on Instagram. Whatever is easiest for you. Last thing before we dive into today's episode, Monday's podcast, which was episode 543 on insecurity, judgment, fear, That resonated with a lot of people. That was definitely one of the episodes that got more feedback than is average for an episode. And I want you to know that I plan on doing a follow up episode for episode 545. Our next episode is going to be a follow up answering your questions and addressing your thoughts on the topics of insecurity fearing judgment from others, and judging others. So I've gotten a ton of messages already. But if you have questions about how this applies in your life or a particular situation that you are in or some way that I can be helpful to you in overcoming insecurity and creating change there, please reach out ASAP so that I can make episode 545 as helpful and valuable as possible. You can leave a comment on the show notes page. You can email me. You can direct message me on Instagram. I'm there at Elizabeth Benton is my handle on Instagram. But um, I've gotten a lot of questions about people who are dealing with direct criticism, verbalized judgment from people in their lives, looking to understand how they can more healthily and happily respond to that, as well as tips and strategies and perspectives to help you judge other people less and break those patterns that seem almost automatic to many of you. I'm so excited to do a deeper dive into the topics of insecurity and judgment and fear, those sorts of things. So if there is something on your mind related to those topics, please let me know as soon as you can. For today, I want to share with you and invite you to share with me A few of the changes that I've decided I am making, and these came from reflecting on 2018, what I feel good about, what I don't feel good about, what I want to work on, and things that I really challenged myself to look at what would make me happier or healthier beyond what I've already considered right? Because I'm always looking to get fitter and stronger, perform better in the gym. I'm always paying attention to ways that I need to optimize my nutrition and remove things that don't make me feel my best. But I started thinking about where do I struggle the most or where do I have the most tension, the most dis-ease, not like disease as an illness, but just a lack of ease and peace and calm in my life. And that's where these came from. I do plan on doing a full year-end review episode before the end of the year. But for today, I wanted to just share with you right away these changes that I've decided I am making in my life so that I can be happier and healthier. And these are in no particular order. But the first one And catch me, if you feel like I'm not doing this, whether in an interaction that we have or for those of you that know me personally, feel free to call me out on this anytime if you don't think I'm doing this work because it will be a practice and it will take an intentional effort. But the first thing is I am committed to practicing every day in every way that I can, giving more energy and effort to understanding someone else's perspective than to explaining my own giving more effort to understanding someone else's perspective than to explaining my own. This came up because I've noticed that when I feel stress or tension, it's because there are two competing perspectives. You think this way, I think that way. You want this, I want that. You communicate in this way, I communicate in that way. And that comes with, for me in the past, This sense of urgency to get my point across, to be understood, right? To bring someone around to my point of view or at a minimum make a case for why I feel or think or act the way that I do. But here's the truth I'm going to practice living, the change I'm going to practice making. I can't grow or learn or build relationships when I'm trying to be right or teach someone something, right? I know my own perspective. I know my story, my point of view. I don't need to give more time or energy to that. It's already familiar. What I don't know, what I can learn from What I can use as a way to build relationships with everyone in my life, whether in my personal life or in my professional life or strangers in the grocery store, is your perspective, their perspective, the other side of things. I want to break out of this pattern of feeling like the best response to conflict is to make my point, to explain myself, to argue for the way I see things. I can't get better from that. Instead, what I want to practice is understanding how you feel, why you feel that way, how you see things, how you think about things. I think that that will be a very effective way to reduce stress and also improve my relationships. When we give somebody the message whether this is a cashier at the grocery store or our parents, our child, our loved one, a colleague, a coworker, a client, when we send them the message, I want to understand you, I want to understand your perspective, doesn't mean I have to agree with it. That's not part of the equation here. I want to know how you see things. I'm genuinely interested in you and your thoughts and your feelings. There's no better way to value somebody, to build a relationship, and to learn and to grow while reducing the stress and tension that comes from, no, you just don't get it. Let me explain it to you. Let me try to get you over to my side. I want to remove that tension from my life. Instead of, hear me out, understand me, see it from my point of view, I want amazing relationships. I want to learn and grow from saying, tell me how you see it. Help me understand your thoughts and feelings on this, which will not only come with better relationships, but will also come with more peace and more relaxation. This isn't something I'm going to take on just with the people in my personal life. In fact, I think it'll be hardest with the people in my personal life, but also with my clients and with strangers just yesterday. I was in line, if you follow me on Instagram, you saw this, but I was waiting to get my oil changed for like an hour. I was in line in my car. I hadn't even pulled into the bay in the facility yet. I was just waiting in my car, which was fine. I had a book and I had plenty of podcasts I could listen to. After about an hour of waiting in line, one car appeared to pull up ahead of another car, essentially cutting in line if you want to use the kindergarten lingo, and the driver of the car that had been passed the person who had been cut flipped out like level 10 anger mad 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 and this angry guy who had kind of gotten cut off had a young daughter in the car like I don't know three or four years old and he jumped out of his car and there was my my first instinct was fear now I wasn't in danger at all but I was reacting emotionally to his reaction like oh my gosh what is this guy gonna do and then once he got back in his car my next reaction was like seriously dude it's an oil change like it's it's not worth getting upset about but that's my perspective right so I reminded myself try to see it from his perspective Which can be hard when we don't know somebody's perspective, when it's somebody in our personal life, we can ask. As much as we might want to argue or justify or make a case for our way, we can either stay quiet and let them communicate and listen, not just giving them space to air out their grievances, but really listen to understand, hear what they're saying, hear what they're not saying, hear how they're feeling. It can be harder when it's a straight up stranger, right? But at least when I reminded myself, he has his own perspective, and I don't know what that is. I don't know what's going on with him. My thought process on this isn't the only one. That shift in and of itself, without even knowing his perspective, without even being able to interact with him, relaxed me. Interestingly, just about 20 minutes later, both of our cars were being serviced at the same time, so we were inside at the same time, sitting in this little small area, And I watched him be so sweet and so patient with his daughter, who his daughter was clearly not feeling well, which I couldn't tell when she was in the car. And I struck up a conversation first with his daughter and then with him. She was out of school for the day because she was sick, but he had to work and didn't have childcare and he has to have his work vehicle serviced at particular intervals and today was the last day. I mean... If I had a sick kid, had to wait in line for an hour, no childcare, no work deadline, I'd want to get out of there too. And if your first instinct is, well, he shouldn't take his sick daughter out or he shouldn't have waited to the last minute to service his car, again, that's your story. That's your perspective. And there is no peace and no growth and no relationship building that can come from that. This is not something I'm just going to practice with strangers. Strangers. I have also already had a chance to practice with my own boyfriend. He got short-tempered with me the other day in response to something that I said. We were in the grocery store, and he was in a great mood. I was in a great mood. He was being really playful. And in a normal conversation, we're walking to the back of the store, he cussed. I don't even remember what curse word he said, but without even really thinking, I shushed him. There wasn't anybody around, but I guess my my pattern of behavior, like we're in public, there could be kids around, whatever. I was like, shh. And he turned and he looked at me and he said, don't tell me to be quiet. Don't police my language. And my very first instinct, my most practiced pattern is to say, don't speak to me that way. Calm down. You can tell me not to shush you and be respectful at the same time. And that's not wrong, right? But what it is is going towards hear me out, understand my perspective, see it my way instead of understanding where he's coming from. Now in my particular relationship, it wouldn't it wouldn't be received well at this point if I said Tell me what made you mad. (laughs) My boyfriend's just not going to respond well at this point in our lives to that kind of question. So instead, I just stayed quiet. Where I would normally make my own case, we're in the grocery store. You don't have to talk like that. I let him continue. I listened instead of interacting and engaging and debating my point, your point, my point, your point, which doesn't help us learn each other, understand each other, or doesn't create peace in my own life. Instead of cutting him off and being like, dude, we're in the grocery store. You don't have to talk like that. I listened and he said, my dad does that to me all the time. He censors me. I hate it. I'm an adult. I shifted my own goal from getting him to understand why I shushed him to understanding his response to it. Game changer. That is a change I am making in my life. Spending less of my energy on trying to be understood and infinitely more of my energy on understanding the people around me. Not trying to make a case for my story, my perspective, the way I see things, and rather giving that time and energy to understanding others. Again, the point here is not just improved relationships, but selfishly, it is less stress, more peace. The second change I am making, and I wish that I had started practicing these years ago, but today is the next best time. I am being more intentional about releasing tension in my body and my thoughts. I have noticed a tendency in myself to like always be tensed, physically tensed, and also intellectually tense. Like I'm always thinking, I'm always straining. And I want to change that. This came up for me because I recently heard for the first term, for the first time, the term startle pattern, startle pattern. And I've always thought of myself as somebody that's jumpy, that startles very easily. I can jump out of my skin at the absolute smallest thing. So when I heard this term, startle pattern, I started looking it up and wanted to understand it better. And it actually refers to a very specific physiological response to any stimulus when your posture changes and your heart rate increases. And I'm less interested in the science of it and more interested in how it applies to my own life. Like I said, I'm always on high alert. And I notice that my my shoulders tend to be scrunched up, and my brows furrowed, furrowed, and my uh, jaw kind of tense and tight, which is probably true for most of us in large part because there's a bazillion different stimuli all the time. Like an email just came in, we just got a text message and a social media notification, and I just got an idea, and I need to do this, and I need to do that. We're very reactive. I can feel that in my body and my thoughts. I'm on edge, not always in a bad way, like edgy, but never physically or mentally relaxed. Even if I sit to watch a TV show or to meditate physically, I am still tensed, scrunched up. And mentally, even if I am watching a TV show, My mind can be like a pinball machine. I need to do this. And what about this? And, oh, I should try this. And did I do this? What about this? I should do this. I want to change that. So I will change that. One of the ways that I'm doing it, a cue that helps me, is practicing an inner smile. Which sounds so silly, but try it. If you tell yourself to smile on the inside... Some of you might be like, I have no idea what that is. Okay, fine. It's not the right cue for you. But when I do it, smile on the inside, I physically feel my whole core, the center of my mass, kind of relax a little bit. When I think about smiling on the inside, I can feel my face relax a little bit. And that is a helpful cue for me that I have written in my bathroom, in my living room, and I have it on a sticker in my, uh, a sticker on my computer so that I see that smile on the inside, inner smile. The other thing that I am doing to help me with this is letting the people closest to me know that I'm trying to be more physically and mentally relaxed. I told my boyfriend, and when he walked in this morning, he works overnight a few nights a week, and so he came in this morning around 7.30 in the morning, and I was sitting at my computer, and he said, you look tense. Not upset, not stressed, not worried, but physically not relaxed. And so him telling me something like that reminds me, okay, just physically relax your body. The other thing that I am doing to practice this is being intentional about a few moments a day where I'm not doing anything. Now, many of us feel like, I don't have time to not do anything, but I don't want to go through life, to-do list, to-do list, to-do list, get stuff done, check the boxes off the list. I want to... Be really happy and really fulfilled. So if that means I take 60 seconds to just slow down and do nothing, and whether I'm thinking thoughts of gratitude or I'm thinking nothing at all or whatever thoughts run through my mind run through my mind, but it is intentionally with a sense of relaxation. I don't need to rush. I don't need to move so quickly from one thing to the next. I don't need to move so urgently from one thing to the next. Relax my face, relax my shoulders, relax my jaw. I'm not talking hours a day, but I am being much more deliberate about this. And the note on the dash of my car is going to help me because I catch myself when I'm driving, I might be gripping the steering wheel really tight or my brow might be furrowed or my shoulders are drawn up. Just physically relax my body. Physically relax my body. And if I feel particularly distracted when I'm trying to do this, especially at home, just putting on some really, really mellow music, piano, whatever, just something that helps me facilitate that way of thinking. I want to relax my mind and my body more often. That is so important. The last thing, and I am so excited about this one, and I think that we can really work together to generate ideas on ways to make this happen, but I want to find more creative solutions to things that I want to change specifically so that I can make them more appealing. The reason this came up for me is because I was going to a holiday party where I really didn't want to drink and I didn't want to drink because I had a lot going on in my life and I just didn't want to cross that line where I would be using alcohol to de-stress. I would have been totally fine drinking in general had I not been kind of edgy about a lot of different things because I just... I wanted to drink to enjoy drinking, not to drink to, like, let loose. I want to be able to do that without the aid of alcohol. So my thoughts going into this party were like, ugh, how am I going to navigate this without drinking? And when I was driving home, I thought, this needs to feel more appealing to me. What can I do to make it more appealing so I can really lean on enthusiasm and excitement instead of discipline. And this is so key all year long, but especially during the holidays. And one of the things I thought of was I should have made a gorgeous, beautiful, fun mocktail and brought it to the party. I've done this before, and you've probably heard me talk about it on the podcast before. Sparkling water with a little bit of apple cider vinegar and some rosemary and some cranberries or some sage and some cranberries in a big, beautiful vessel that people will really find pretty and delicious. That makes it not only easier to stay away from the alcohol, but way more enjoyable, relying on excitement instead of discipline, like I'm looking forward to drinking this amazing mocktail that I made instead of, all right, here we go, I really don't want to drink tonight, how can I, for any change, not just alcohol, Rely on excitement more than discipline. Change the strategy so that it's not a lecture myself into good choices and rather get excited about those choices. And I'll tell you an unexpected way that I've experienced this in the last few months. Totally unexpected. And I think this is one that a lot of people will be able to benefit from. So I had a happy accident in my life and it's actually... This is not a a sponsor message, but it just so happened that it came from a podcast sponsor. It came from Fabletics. When I first told you guys that Fabletics was sponsoring the podcast, I also told you that I have been a customer of theirs since 2014, but I wasn't buying regularly because I'm pretty frugal. And I thought to myself, I have enough workout clothes. Why do I need more? But when they came on board as a sponsor, I started buying a lot more clothes so that I could have experiences to share. And their stuff's so affordable. It wasn't like I was breaking the bank. And they have run specials so often that I was still spending less on workout stuff. But here's here's where I'm going with this. While I love working out, I don't have to motivate myself to get to the gym, but I do have to motivate myself to work really hard, level 10 effort instead of level 5 or level 6. I don't want to be the person that goes to the gym and like phones in the workout like, yeah, I'm here. I'm going through the motions. That's good enough because I don't get fitter that way. I don't get better that way. I have to work on motivating myself to like work super, super hard in the gym every time. Well, talk about creative problem solving. Getting in amazing new workout clothes, even new sports bras. Going to the gym in a pair of leggings that I love and a sports bra that is comfortable and really cute and functional has actually made me look forward to going to the gym more and it's made me work harder. Seriously, when I go to the gym in workout gear that I love, I'm not joking. I run faster. I work harder. I lift heavier weights. Now, that may or may not be true for you. But the greater message here is, in what ways can you be creative about the change that you want to make so that you're not relying on discipline, you're relying on enthusiasm and excitement? If you whether it's Fabletics or it's anything else, if you have a desire to work out more regularly, what if instead of the perspective, I should really work out more, I should get to the gym more often, you change that to say, how could I get myself more excited about it? And maybe that means you and your friend uh, go take a yoga class together. Or maybe it means, you know what, I am going to do that. I'm going to buy some new leggings and I'm going to buy some new sports bras or buy a new pair of shoes or whatever it is. What has been very true for me is that I am more excited to go and I work harder when I feel better about what I'm wearing to the gym. Similarly, I feel better and more excited about not drinking at a party when I'm walking in with a beautiful container that is filled with a sparkling Sparkling water with a little bit of apple cider vinegar for that fermented taste, for that bite that almost makes it taste like alcohol, and some beautiful cranberries in there, and some rosemary in there, I feel better about it. Just saying. Just saying. It might be worth looking at the change you want to make and saying, how can I be creative about this? How can I get excited about this change? Maybe it's related to food. Maybe instead of I really need to eat better, you can get excited about trying the predominantly paleo cowboy chili recipe that I talked about on the podcast a couple weeks ago. If you have no idea what I'm talking about, just Google predominantly paleo cowboy chili It is a beanless chili recipe that I absolutely love. Or maybe you decide to make um, deviled eggs with bacon and jalapenos, and that is going to be your football snack so that you're not drinking beers and munching on pretzels and popcorn and feeling like crap about it later. But how can you rely more on excitement than on discipline? There's a million ways to do that, and to show you what has been working for me Uh, What I will do over on the show notes for this episode, primalpotential.com forward slash 544, I will put a couple mocktail ideas. They're not like formal recipes, although I can probably link to some recipes that other people have put together. But the way that I do it with sparkling water, apple cider vinegar, uh, some cranberries, some rosemary, maybe a little bit of lime juice, I will put a link over there. And I'll also link to some of the outfits from Fabletics, they're not even really outfits, specifically leggings and sports bras that I am really loving that are super functional, that are super affordable. And they genuinely get me more excited to go to the gym. They genuinely do. Right. And it might be a great time of year with the holidays coming up that Maybe you decide to ask for a gift for something that increases your enthusiasm. Maybe if you had uh, some kitchen gadget or you had a new coffee mug or a new coffee pot or you had some new leggings from Fabletics, that that would help you get more excited about the change that you want to create. Not that I think these things have to cost money. In fact, having a mocktail at a party generally costs less than buying alcohol to bring to the party. So they don't always have to cost you money, but Different options for you there. So I will link to some of my Fabletics favorites, some of my mocktail favorites over on the show notes at PrimalPotential.com forward slash 544, as well as to the link you can shop through to get two pairs of leggings for 24 bucks, which just still every time I say it, I'm like, that is such a crazy good deal. Fabletics.com forward slash Primal Potential. I will put that link up on the show notes as well with pictures of the pieces that I am really enjoying the most. And I would love to hear from you. Are you going to try any of these changes? Or is there something else you are working on today, not waiting until the first of the year, not waiting until next week to improve your life and be a happier, healthier version of yourself? Let me know what changes you're going to make. Also, last thing, don't forget, if you're listening to this episode the day it goes live, Thursday, December 13th, we've got a live webinar tonight about the winter 12 weeks to transformation and what that is all about. And we will wrap up with a meal I loved and a workout I loved. Okay. You've heard me talk about this meal before, but right now it is just like so hitting the spot and it is a play on something I grew up eating that I don't eat anymore because it doesn't make me feel my best. But growing up, my mom used to make this pasta dish, usually with ziti, and she would cook the ziti and then after she drained the water out, she would throw in um, sauteed tomatoes and garlic and basil with fresh mozzarella And she would mix it all together so the mozzarella would melt and it was so, so good. But I don't eat pasta much these days. I have modified this in a way that totally hits the spot in those similar kind of ways. Spaghetti squash, which is super easy. You just cut it in half long ways. You scoop out the seeds. I put it on a baking sheet face down and I bake it until it's just barely soft to the touch on the outside so I can just barely kind of indent it with my finger. Then I pull it out, scrape it with a fork. And add to it a sauté of tomatoes, garlic, some fresh basil that hasn't been sautéed. And then I prefer to use goat cheese instead of mozzarella because I'm a little bit more sensitive to cow's dairy than to goat's dairy. And I also like to add a little bit of protein to it in the form of typically ground meat. You can do any kind you like. I like ground beef. I like ground pork. I like ground turkey. You could do chicken or it's also really amazing as a meatless dish. So that is that. A workout I loved is the one I did just yesterday. Super, super, super simple. It was just sumo deadlift. Sumo deadlift is a wider stance deadlift, and we did 10 sets of two climbing in weight working up to a heavy, and it was just slow and challenging, and I love pulling heavy weight off the floor, so that was really fun. I'd love to know, again, what changes you are working on, and more importantly, how I can help you, if I can help you. That would be a great conversation to have. I hope you have an amazing day. Go check out the show notes for everything we talked about today, primalpotential.com forward slash 544. two, 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 or go to primalpotential.com join. It's a great way to get the tools, the strategies, and the practical implementation assistance that you need to create your own transformation between podcast episodes. Just text the word primal to the number four, four, two, 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 or go to primalpotential.com slash join. See you there.